good morning, and welcome to the Jason Williams Show. In case you're uh, wondering, this is going to be a news story. So, uh, one of the top stories I want to cover today is, well, two stories. Uh, completely opposite ends of the spectrum on the industry, but at the same time, at the same time, they're both in the entertainment area. That's a twist, and it? Normally, we're not, like I said, we're not going to cover any finance until later down the road. But right now, we're going to go ahead and continue uh, this matter. So, in case you, I know, if you ever read it, The Wrap is a uh, publication and media com- website um, in Hollywood, ran by uh, the founder and CEO, Sharon Waxman. It runs a top. And according to them, she runs a toxic work environment. Oh, no. Um, let's see. Creating a culture of fear that is both demoralizing and degrading. Oh, boy. We need the coffee for this, folks. I know something about being demoralized and degrade more than anyway, I guess. <laughs> a little self-deprecating humor. All right. I'll deal with that message later. Um, let's see. The employees made comments to the Daily Beast in their report, right, who in their report, report, I guess you would call it a report, because we're reporting on the news, I would call it an article, but whatever, Uh, right, that Waxman said she was very sorry to learn that that some current and former employees have had experiences at the wrap that, at the wrap, the wrap or the warp, I'm going to call it the wrap, I don't know. Uh, not consistent with our values and environment we work to foster. Hmm. You're, so that's basically your typical um, corporate jargon for, her. hey, this isn't okay. We need to, this is not what we're all about, in case you're wondering. Um, oh, we're going to try and do this show the whole time without going uh, off the rail and cussing a little bit. I might say cuss with here and there, but, you know, we're going to try and keep a little PG because we want more sponsors to build a more environment. And to the one listener, thank you for sticking around. You are a godsend. All right. Employees made to comment. All right. The employees made comments to the Daily Beast in their report that Waxman said she was very sorry. Well, we already read that. The profile contains shocking anecdotes shared by current and former staff, including from the this including this from the opening Ooh, this is from the opening okay it's like a scene out of a bad hollywood movie wow the employee an employee takes a few hours from work to bring his fiance to the oncologist for a cancer checkup something that is very important you have to be on top of that i'm sorry that's something only to have the the tyrannical boss call and curse him out for slacking off Ooh, okay, dang. That's important. That's um, not a good look. Right from the opening, they're going right for the jugular, it seems. Uh, only according to former employees the of the entertainment media news site, the rap, it actually, it really happened. So this really happened. This was something that happened in the office. That this guy took his fiancée to a cancer checkup, something that was probably very important. Only to be called and cursed at. So that means that if it's not an open office setting that, and no closed doors, they, they heard this woman, this 50, uh, this woman in her 50s, 
uh, yell at this poor employee. Wow. Okay. 58. So she's 58. Uh, all right. The Daily Beast does point out the company that the, the company under Waxman's leadership has had some success. Well, she is the founder, so. If it wasn't being having some success under her, under her leadership, that'd be pretty bad. But as the founder and chief executive, as the chief founder and chief executive, top editor, and public face of the rap, Waxman 58 reigns over every aspect of the digital outlet. Ooh, in just 12 years under her stewardship, the rap has established itself as one of Hollywood's most successful and inf most influential and widely. Read widely read in the trade publication. Okay, so it it, it competes with uh, Hollywood's uh, mainstays like Vanity and the Hollywood Reporter. Besides, we're producing numerous entertainment scopes. The scrappy outlet has won a number of journalism awards in recent years. Oh, okay. Still, the comments from staffers recently are recently critical, and some are saying were that they were terrified of her. Relating stories about her in about indifference and malice, one went so far as to say that Waxman is one of the most awful people I have known in my life. Oh, and I, I personally have known some horrible people in my life that I would say, stay away from me. You're a horrible person, and and these are people in power. And here's the thing: sometimes people in power, um, they will go power mad. Even if it's a little bit of power, like bailiffs who go overboard on the rules. Because if you know some bailiffs in courtrooms, they will, like, if you have a cup of coffee. Now, obviously, you can't have food or drinks inside the courtroom gallery and stuff. But because, you know, form and stuff. But um, most bailiffs, if you're out in, like, the lobby or stuff and you're having the coffee, they understand you can't step outside because you got to be there if they call you. They'll let you have your coffee. Or you go to the window. But I had personally to deal with some people like this. Like one time I was in my hometown. I was going to the courtroom window. Like not even the courtroom. The other bailiff said, yeah, it's fine. This one woman who has no power went batshit crazy. said, no coffee or you can leave or go to jail. And one guy said, it's okay. He says, fine. He says, no, there's no coffee in the courtroom. And I said, you're just power mad, aren't you? It's like, whatever. It's fine, boss. And I said so. Here's the thing. Sometimes people who get a little bit of power go power mad, and I've dealt with people who are power mad, and, and you can't really win with these people because they will go – because in their mind, they are the kings of that little world. All you can do is just comply and leave it be, and unlike me, I can – sometimes I'll just call them out in a uh, passive-aggressive way because I'm a, I'm a lazy millennial, as they call it. Right, and yeah, you're the one. Anyway, anyways, back to the story. Um, but here is a very interesting food for thought, and I want to leave this on an open food for thought, not closed in, you know, in a closed in narrative. But I want to leave it on open food for thought. Uh, the executive article, uh, deputy editor Tom Greer suggested the whole thing, introducing, including the Daily Beast's article itself, is a product of conspiracy involving media mogul Jay. Pinsky. Ah, here's what he had to say. I'd be curious to know of the whole, how many of the people that you've spoken with who complained about Sharon Waxman and the rap 
are now working for Jay Pinsky. I'm, I am fascinated by the notice that, you know, there are people who went to work for Sharon and went to work for Jay Pinsky, and we are the last independent trades, one of the last independent trades. Only one isn't founded by a Saudi government. Okay. Um, well, I didn't read that part, but I'm not going to read that part. But, um, hmm. I mean, wow, half of it, even all of it. Um, yeah, that's, um, someone does not like the uh, Saudi government people. Of course, the Saudi government has been known to murder, murder journalists. So he brought up that point, And here's a way to be thought of it. I want you to make your own decision, listener, and future listeners. Draw your own conclusion. Is it possible that this could be a ploy by the Jay Peninsky of who is whose uh, media isn't founded by the Saudi government? Or is it the rap trying to save face and do damage control and save their company? Because this is pretty damaging. If these if these allegations are true, if these allegations are true, it means Susan Waxman is a power mad dictator woman. So um, yeah. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and jump to our. sponsored sponsor of this video and then we'll continue <clears throat> okay we're back thank you for uh jumping listening to our one list if you're still here thank you all right so uh this one's going to be just a quick little excerpt and we're going to finish out we're going to try to make this like a two minute long segment uh, the writer expects some backlash from the revelation that the, new, that the new Superman is bisexual. A Superman comic book writer says that some backlash from the revelation that the son of the superhero is bisexual. All right. So there's going to be some backlash he expects. And, you know, it's just very possible. Um, here, I'm going to read the tweet. And the gentleman, the writer who wrote it, John Berman. All right. John Berman. Just now, we're going to get some backlash, but the but the key for me isn't that people are upset. It's it is for that the people welcomed by this state. This is a say today. Say today. Uh, this is more powerful than the locomotive. Author Tom Taylor made on the news is Superman is bisexual. Oh boy, it's got uh, currently one hundred and seven. The one likes and 27 comments. It's, um, I don't know if it's, how many times it's been retreated. All right. So I'm, I'm not going to read the full article because I want you to read it yourself. Uh, we're going to discuss this. I'm going to give my two cents on it. Yeah, we're going to give my two cents on it. It's not, it's not, it's not Clark Kent. It's not Kyle. It's his son, uh, Jonathan Kent. Okay. Jonathan Kent. Okay, so here's the thing. The comic book industry is a bit notorious for a number of things. Um, but, you know, at the same time, some comic book readers can be some of the most toxic people out there. Any fan base has toxic fans, and it always will. 
you, you may not want to admit it, but Star Trek has toxic fans. And I'm a Star, huge Trek fan, huge Star Trek fan. And they do. They have toxic fan base. So um, there's gatekeepers and people who, you know, whatever. Um, but here's the thing. This is not Clark Kent. This is his son, Jonathan Kent. I mean, it's a whole new character, Jonathan Kent, the son. Now, here's the thing. People can, in real life, can go there. Now, obviously, there's no one around, going around with superpowers last time I checked. Um, but people go their whole lives and discover, you know, they're either bisexual or gay at some point, and that's wonderful. Congratulations. I may not be the most politically correct person, but at the same time, I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to say, oh, well, you're not, you're, you're, it's Ab and Eve, not Ab and Steve. Um, bullshit. If you love someone, that's who you love. Go for it. Don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, at the end of the day, I I just don't understand why people get so upset. It's not like they're um, I I don't want to say the wrong thing because I do want to, for once, be politically. Yeah. Um. Oh, if you're my one listener, if you're still here, you're a godsend. I'll tell you right now. Um. You deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for listening to me. For this, I'm not selling out, but at the same time, they're not trying to take one character who's been traditionally straight or heterosexual and make them part of the LGBT community uh, plus community. All of a sudden, they're they are introducing a, a new character that I, I haven't read comic books in a while. It's been a hot minute since I read it, but I, I think it's good that they're actually using a different character than one who has been traditionally straight or heterosexual. Now, I could be wrong. If this character is been straight from the whatever time it's been the com- he's been in the comics, then, yeah, introduce a character that is specifically designed to be part of the LGBTQ plus community. Don't try and gay wash or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, that said, um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, we're going to put one more segment at Uh, We're just going to call it a night, and thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful day.